0: Good morning. Please stand and join with us in worship.
1: To face the day, in your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. show. Oh.
2: God Almighty, you are indeed holy. You are the one who was and is and is to come. And we thank you for the privilege and the joy of gathering together as your people in your presence this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, take a minute and greet someone next to you and welcome them to the house of the Lord this morning. Well, we're glad to uh, have you with us in this service this morning. Just out of curiosity, how many of you meant to come to the 820 this morning? Huh? Just, uh, I'm always curious during the time change to see who comes to the next service, that intended to go to the first one. But uh, we're glad that you're with us this morning. I want to point out a number of announcements in your bullets in this morning. Uh, First of all, tonight, small groups will continue meeting in community homes and at the church. We're also doing a special koinonia tonight from 7 to 8.30, uh, worship through the decades. And uh, we want to invite you to come and be a part of that with us. Um, Also, uh, the... um, there's a prayer vigil that's happening at the college that we want to invite you to be a part of as well. It's a prayer vigil that is focused on human trafficking and slavery. And there's a sign-up uh, with some information in the back foyer here. Uh, we want to invite you, if you'd like to be a part of that, and we would encourage that. You can sign up in the in the foyer after the service. There are a couple of inserts in your bulletin as well this morning. There's an insert about the, uh, the uh, Houghton Volunteer Fire Department, All-You-Can-Eat Spaghetti Dinner and has information about that. Also, we are doing a college student dinner uh, two Sundays from now on March 25th. And there's an insert, if you're a college student, we'd love to have you join us for a time of fellowship and interaction and great food. Uh, So uh, take a look at that and uh, you can respond by next Monday, the 19th, if you're interested in joining us for that. Take note of the Good Friday prayer event and then the Easter baptism and uh, Pastor Wes's membership class, some announcements about that. And then there are a number of prayer concerns mentioned in the bulletin that we want to call your attention to. And there are a few that are not mentioned. Uh, I want to invite you to pray uh, for Pastor Wes. He is sick this morning. He has pneumonia. Um, otherwise, he would be standing here and not me. So, uh, But let's pray for him and just ask the Lord's healing touch in his life uh pastor cindy is also not feeling great this morning um she was here but uh i think she's not feeling great and uh, let's let's remember to pray for her as well also just want to mention that uh, christina la peterson's father passed away this past week and uh, let's keep the la peterson family in our prayers at this time i want to invite the ushers to come forward to receive our morning tithes and offerings to go into a time of prayer now, and I just want to invite you to come to the altar if you would like to make the altar your place of prayer this morning. Gracious Father, we praise you today. You are the sovereign ruler of the universe, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. All creation bows low before you. You are our creator, our redeemer and our sustainer. It's in you that we live and move and have our being. You have loved us with an everlasting love and have called us into covenant relationship with yourself. You and your great love made it possible for us to be reconciled to you through the suffering and death of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. In love, he bore our sin and sorrows, taking upon himself the penalty for our rebellion against you. We're amazed and grateful for that kind of grace. And so we've gathered here today as members of your church, the Ecclesia, the called out ones. We've gathered this morning to add our hearts and our voices and our minds to the millions of believers around the world who are also gathering in your name. Today we're joining a mighty throng of worshipers, lifting up hearts and hands and worship to you. We're simply stepping into the stream of never-ending praise and worship that constantly flows before your throne. You alone are worthy of our praise. We pray, Lord, that you would enable us through the power of your Spirit to live out your calling in our lives, to be the church, to announce your kingdom and your reign, and to spread the love of Christ everywhere we go. Allow us, by your grace, to be agents of your grace in our world today. Father, you see our hearts, and you know we have come today with burdens and concerns that weigh us down and threaten to derail our focus on you. You care about the details of our lives, the pains and sorrows we bear. Meet each person here this morning, right at their point of need, I pray. Father, we pray for those among us with health concerns. We lift up to you, Pastor Wes, and we pray for your healing touch on his body. We lift Pastor Cindy to you as well and pray that you would touch her, help her to feel better. Father, there are others in the bulletin. We lift these up to you as well. We pray that you would bring healing to their bodies, whether they're recovering from illness or recovering from surgery or or something else. We pray, Lord, for those who are grieving the loss of a loved one. We think especially this morning of Christina LaSalle Peterson and the loss of her father. We pray for her and for her family that you would comfort them, that they would have a deep sense of your peace and your presence with them. For others who are also mourning the loss of loved ones, we pray for your comfort and your peace to be with them as well. Lord, we lift up to you those who are discouraged, depressed, or despairing this morning. Be close to them. Be their hope. Be their strength. Be their refuge. This morning, Lord, we pray for our government. We pray for our president and for Congress. We pray for state and local governments. Father, we pray for the upcoming elections you hold the nations in your hand and we just pray that your will would be done in our nation father we we pray for the the many places around the world that are experiencing conflict and strife you are the prince of peace and we pray that you would bring peace to the nations of this world lord we Ultimately, desire and ask that you would be glorified in our lives. And we pray these things together in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
3: Our scripture reading today can be found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11-22. through 22. Therefore, remember that formerly, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at this, that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, "'without hope and without God in the world. "'But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away "'have been brought near by the blood of Christ. "'For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one "'and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, "'by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. "'His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, "'thus making peace.'
2: Please pray with me. Father, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> well, one of the great joys of my time here in Houghton has been the wonderful privilege of uh, being able to work and interact with college students. And many of you know that uh, for the last two years, we have uh, uh, been able to take a team out to South Dakota to do ministry among the Lakota Sioux. And uh, this morning, our South Dakota team is going to come and uh, they're going to come and share uh, some of their experiences with you uh, from from this most recent trip. We Uh, We have been gone for the last two Sundays, and I have to tell you, it's wonderful to be back. Uh, We had some trouble on the way back, but uh, the Lord saw us through, and we're here. But it's a great group of students, and I want to just invite them to come at this time, and they're going to share um, partway through our sharing time. We're going to uh, do a brief skit just to give you a tiny little flavor for some of the type of ministry that we We're doing. We also had a worship team, and students shared their testimonies and interacted uh, one on one with uh, a number of the Lakota natives. Um, It was a wonderful ministry, Um, so we're glad for this opportunity to give you a report this morning.
5: Good morning. Uh, My name is Kendra, and uh, I'm a junior at Houghton College, and this is my first time. Uh, going to South Dakota. Um, just to share a few things that I learned on this trip that God did for me on this trip. Um, the trip was, was not what I expected it would be. Well, well, first, um, I I wasn't sure if I wanted to go, and I waited until past the time when I was supposed to say I wanted to go to, to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, but I just really felt like like, God wanted me to, to be there, and I didn't know why, and uh, I just decided to go. But um, it wasn't what I expected it would be. Um, I expected that every night we would be doing uh, services for, like, 100 people, and and God was just going to, like, come and thunder and lightning, and, like, boom, 50 people are going to get saved every night. And um, it, it wasn't exactly like that. Um, the first night we were there— uh, We did a service, and it wasn't for that many people. And um, I was helping lead the worship, and um, not a lot of people—I mean, our team was singing, but uh, not a lot of the other people were singing. And um, for me, as a worship leader, that was just—I was like, oh, maybe they don't, like, appreciate us being here. Um, But it wasn't until, like, days later that they came and told us that nine people got saved during that service. And I was just like wow i did not <laughs> I did not see that at all, and it's just um a testament to how God works even when you don't see him working and um what he really taught me on this trip is that uh, he doesn't have to work in big thunder and lightning moments he doesn't always work in those ways sometimes it takes like 10 little moments 10 little things that you do that um all come together and work for his good and um this trip it was definitely that I mean um sometimes it seemed like oh we're not doing enough we're not doing enough what could we be doing and um I think God was just telling us you're doing what you need to be doing And um, so that was just, it was just really great to see and really great to learn. And um, I've just been challenged to pray um, through this trip. Uh, There's people in South Dakota who definitely need prayer. And even though they are Christians, like every day is a struggle. And so um, it's just cool that I could be praying here and my prayers can be um, going to someone all the way over there. And so I would just encourage you to be praying for South Dakota. Um, even if you don't know about specific people, just pray for um, the Native ministries over there in general. And, uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Good morning. My name's Emily Pragko and I'm a junior at Houghton. And I have kind of a unique situation in that this is my third time to South Dakota. And I really never thought that God would bring me to South Dakota three times. I mean, it's not the most glamorous trip that you could go on or, you know, um, it's not a third world country per se. But um, so my senior year of high school, I went to South Dakota. And then in February, I went this past February and then last year, February. So... It was just really interesting to me that God works in such a way that I could go to South Dakota three times, and obviously he had a purpose for bringing me there three times in four years, so. um, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Allen, which is the first place we went to on our trip. We had been driving for a lot of hours, and we were so ready to get out and do ministry, and... So we got to Allen, and it's just this place of poverty and isolation, and we were on a dirt road for 45 minutes to get there, and it was just it's just eye-opening. Um, we did a church service there for the community, and this was there the first time that the church that we were working with was able to do an outreach in Allen. Um, there's no church in Allen. The closest church is probably 30, 40 miles away. Um, so the people there were just really thirsting for God and for his word and for just fellowship with other Christians. So it was just really cool to have this opportunity to be the initial outreach in Allen. Um, So we did a service. uh, Pastor Todd spoke and Pastor Larry spoke, and we did some worship songs, but there wasn't really much energy in that building. I mean, our worship team was going all out and worshiping God, but the people, they weren't too enthusiastic, they weren't jumping up and singing, or, you know, they weren't being as enthusiastic as we thought they would be, and so that was kind of discouraging, but then we um, moved on and we had a meal with them, and then we unpacked a horse trailer full of bags of clothing, we had a ton of stuff to give out. And um, so we just laid all the clothes out on the tables that they gave us and the blankets and um, diapers, onesies, coats, hats, gloves, everything. Um, And it was just eye-opening because those are things that we take for granted so easily here. You know, I have three blankets in my dorm room to choose from for when I get cold. And these people were so grateful just to have one simple blanket. And... um, At Allen, we didn't do anything super fancy. We just had a simple purpose while we were there, to show Jesus' love to the people who really needed it and were thirsting for it. And we didn't know what to expect when we were going there. We weren't sure how God was going to work or what opportunities we would have, but he just completely took over while we were there, and um, he really just directed what we were going to say and how we were going to act with the people there. And it was just amazing to be reminded of the reason that we were in South Dakota to begin with, was just to love others and to serve God. And the most important commandment that God gives us is to love him with all of our hearts, souls, and minds, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And um, just that was really what we did in South Dakota. We went to four different places. We were able to travel um, throughout the whole west side of South Dakota. And we were just able to reach out to people who had never heard the message of Christ before. And that's just an incredible thing to watch someone give their life to God and to just see him working in their lives um, as they start their journey with him. And... To me, the whole theme of this trip was trust. Um, We had to trust Pastor Todd that he would lead us in the right direction. We had to trust um, our teammates that they would be there for us when we needed them. We had to trust um, that God would use us in miraculous ways, even though at times it was really hard because we didn't see the immediate effect of what we were doing. We didn't see, you know, um, the fruits of our labor right away. But just... Um, God just challenged us to put our complete trust in him. And it's exciting to me that even though we couldn't see the fruits of the direct fruits of our labor and everything that we did, that God will continue to use that ministry, um, in the years to come and that we may never directly see, um, what, like I said, the effects of what we did, but we trust that God will use it in wonderful and miraculous ways. So thank you so much for your prayer throughout our trip.
6: Hey, my name is Christina Seo. I'm a first semester senior at Houghton, and um, I'm just going to share a little story um, before I talk about what I learned. Um, it w- we were um, in Pierre with uh, the Lakota Chapel, and we were doing a karaoke night, and um, in the back, um, after a while, I don't I, I had enough of hearing our group's wonderful karaoke skills. And <laughs> I just went to the back and um, just kind of played around with the kids. And it was really funny to see. Um, they had they had probably like five kids there. And their full entertainment was a ream of paper. They just threw out a ream of paper. And, like, they, the kids loved it. So any Sunday school teachers, if you need a, something to do... Just give kids a room of paper. They love it. <laughs> and there's this one kid who was trying to trace his hand, and um, he asked me to help him, so I traced it for him. And then when I was done, he's like, <sighs> That's my hand! And then I did it again and again and again and again. And then he, that actually got old for him, surprisingly. And then he decided, hey, I have hands. I also have feet. So then he got his shoe off and, do my foot, too. And I traced it. That's my foot! That's my foot! And it was just really funny to <laughs> see how excited he got about that. Um, so um, the, one of the big things that really touched me in this trip was just being able to spend time um, fellowshipping with our faith, um, with all these other Christians. Um, It was really neat. And um, one of the verses that the pastors shared out there was uh, Matthew 9 uh, 30 uh, 37. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. And the pastors, um, in Pastors Dale and Larry Salway in Rapid City, they shared this verse with us and talked about how the whole Native community is really yearning for God right now and how much they're really seeing a response from the Native community and how much they're really being able to reach them. And it was just really neat to hear about the, how much God is really doing in the people. And it was really neat to join along with the Salways and reach these people, too. Um, but what really stood out to me is when the pastors shared this verse, um, they, they stopped and they're like, it's not us at all. And, like, they didn't take any credit for it. And they said it's, it's all the Spirit of God. And it was just so neat to see that character of humility in them. And... Um, it was just really inspiring that they, they just gave a, all the credit to God and were just honest about it, and, and they just told about how it's the Spirit of God who's really working in the people. And it was also really neat to just spend time with the members of my group and um, just be a witness to their great Christian character, too. And uh, it was a really neat time of g- growing closer to God and seeing that to them. So right now we're going to share the skit that we did a couple times in uh, several places in South Dakota. And it's pretty funny. I laughed like every time, so I hope you enjoy it.
1: She got there.
4: I'm Chelsea Hafner. This was my first year going to South Dakota. Um, I was going to tell you the story about Allen, but I won't bore you with the retelling of it. Um, And the thing that really struck me about the experience we had in Allen was I left there feeling kind of like we hadn't really made a difference all that much. Um, I mean, the people there, when we were worshiping, they just kind of like looked down and we're talking amongst themselves, and I didn't really think that what we did had an impact, and it didn't really make sense to me why we had been there. Um, and then four days later, when Larry told us that God had used our ministry there to bring nine people to himself, it was kind of a wake-up call for me. Um, and he drew my attention to a scripture in Joshua 3, through 8 and then I'm going to read 14-16. through In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you, just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below the point flowed out into the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. The thing that strikes me about that story is God is telling them to do something that completely doesn't make any sense. The Jordan is overflowing. I want you to walk up to it and then walk across it. Um, Exactly how are we supposed to do that? It doesn't really entirely make sense. But they take two or three steps into the Jordan and they just stand there with the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders and then watch as God does the rest of it. And there's a bunch of places in scripture like that. Um, a couple of big examples are, Okay, march around the wall at Jericho and blow your trumpets. That's my battle plan for you. Okay. And then God shows up. And then Gideon is told to attack the city with 300 men instead of 32,000. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that, I guess. And then God shows up. And... I think that was one of the biggest things he taught me is that sometimes he asks us to do things that don't really make sense so that he can show himself faithful in those situations. And it was just really awesome to see. So, thanks. When we were
7: in South Dakota, we would introduce ourselves as a team and we would go and say our name and our age and college. And so I'm Emily Hoffman and I'm an old person and Brandon and I went on the trip as the adults. Um, I think Brandon's probably the most immature one of all of us. So he was the comic relief during the trip, but the most important, I, Brandon and I went last year and I think the most important thing God was showing us this year was prayer. And the Sunday before we left, um, all of us came to the front and we were prayed over and I saw people coming to pray for me. And that was just so exciting for me and encouraging to know that you, my church family, were coming to pray for me. Um, when we got to Rapid City, Pastor Dale said, You guys have been praying. God's been working in Cherry Creek. Um, Cherry Creek, we went last year. It was the second time that Larry and Dale had gone to Cherry Creek. And since then, they said, You need to come see us every month. We need you to come preach to us every month. And, um, that's because of prayer. That's because of our prayers for them that they want Christ in their life so much. Um, when we were at Cherry Creek last year, we had chairs in front of all the team members and we had a person come sit in front of us that we prayed for. And Arlene sat in front of me and I've been coming to the altar every Sunday to pray for her specifically and people in Cherry Creek. And I got to see Arlene. This last week and she was so excited. She goes, you came last year. I said, yes, you're Arlene. I've been praying for you every week. And it was just so exciting that God let me see her. And it was such a blessing for me. And coming home, we hit a lot of snow and ice. And um, the strut in the trailer broke. So we had to pull over and it was about midnight. And we found a hotel. We found somebody to come fix the strut on Sunday. And as we were leaving Sunday afternoon, we counted in Iowa about 30 cars in the ditch, and we're guessing there were more. <laughs> and if our strut didn't break then, we probably would have been in the ditch. And the car we rented, we had the trailer with a, the van with the trailer and then a rental car. And the rental car could not drive in the snow at all. I would go 25, and we would still be sliding around. And... When I got home on Tuesday, I saw a friend and she said, we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for you. And I said, I know we stayed on the road and Brandon and I got in an accident before we were married. And I've just been scared to death of driving in the snow and I was fine. I was driving in the snow and I had the radio on and Emily said, you're having fun. And it's just the power of God, even just the little things of driving in the snow and I called some people back in Houghton and one of the professors I called, she said, you drive carefully. And I said, I will. I have these kids (laughs) in the car with me. Don't worry. But just the power of God's protection over us on the trip and over the people in South Dakota. And God doesn't need our prayers to do these great things, but that he brings us in relationship with him and that you, our church family, cares and loves about us so much. And we're so thankful that for your prayers and that you love us, so thank you
2: well, there you have it, a uh, little synopsis of our trip and you 've heard from uh, some of our team members we are we are short three or four of our team members this uh, this service um, <clears throat> but hopefully this gives you an idea kind of of some of the things that uh, that we were able to do and uh, the way the Lord showed up and in ministry, uh, in us and through us. Um, this is just a wonderful, wonderful team. It's a wonderful opportunity to, uh, to serve Christ among the Lakota Sioux. Um, you heard a little bit about Allen and the way the Lord worked there, nine people giving their hearts to the Lord. Uh, we spent some time at the Pier Lakota Chapel, which is, um, Another site of work for the Native American ministries there, along with the Rapid City Church. Um, <clears throat> I want to just mention the names of three specific people that uh, you can pray for. One is a young man named Jesse, um, who is uh, a Native American who is looking to po- possibly uh, come to Houghton in the fall. Um, pray for Jesse. He uh, uh, He's a talented, gifted young man, and if the Lord Allows him to come here. I think he'd be a wonderful addition to the the Houghton community. Um, There's Angie, is a a police cadet in the Rapid City Police Department, and Angie specifically requested that our team pray for her because she's been a Christian just a little over a year, um, at most a year and a half, and. She's in a, in a place where she desperately wants to be faithful to Christ in all that she does. And yet she's also in a place where she has almost no Christian friends whatsoever. And so when her friends come and say, let's go out, let's go do these things these things that they want to do are the very things that she's trying very hard to stay away from drinking and drugs and, and, uh, you know, things that are not pleasing to God. And so let me just encourage you to, if you think of Angie to pray for her, that the Lord would supply Christian friends for her. And then Dawn is actually Angie's mom. And, um, Dawn is a very hard worker. She does native uh, beads and she, put, she does uh, designs artwork with beads and she's very talented, but it's, it's hard work and she's trying to make a living that way. Uh, she loves it, but she's, she, like Angie, is trying to stay faithful to Christ in the midst of a culture that is generally hostile to Christ. I mentioned these three specifically because uh, they were present with us um, almost the entire time that we were in Rapid City. We had plenty of interaction with other uh, Native Americans and opportunities to serve and minister to them, but these three specifically were with us every single evening and parts of the days when we were um, when we were there. And uh, so I would just ask that you would pray for them. Uh, this is a great team. Uh, these students worked hard and... They served well, and it's been a privilege to, uh, to be with them on this trip. Thank you for your prayers for them, and uh, I want to encourage you to also pray for Larry and Dale Salway, who are kind of the, the, the native directors of Wesleyan Native Ministries in South Dakota, and then Cheryl and Tito Arweyo are the pastors of the Lakota Pier Chapel Church, and they're doing wonderful ministry over there as well. Um, Again, thank you for for praying for us and supporting us. Um, Let's take a minute and just close in a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you in South Dakota. And we thank you for the opportunity to bring this report to your people this morning. And I thank you for each person here who was praying for the team and offered uh, support. And Father, we just pray for your work in South Dakota among the native uh, Sioux there. We just pray that the light of your truth would continue to shine into the dark places, on the reservations and in the cities. And uh, we pray that more and more Native American people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you that you love the world so much that you were willing to pay the price that you purchased our salvation, our redemption. And I just pray that you would remind each one of us daily that it is by grace that we are saved through faith and it's nothing of ourselves. Remind us that the ground is level at the cross, And give us a heart for your people around the world. And we'll just give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive the benediction this morning. Please stand for the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.